Hey, are you a self-proclaimed people pleaser because experiencing emotional abuse caused you to lack trust in yourself, therefore pleasing people gives you a sense of control? Does fear show up when you communicate your needs to friends, employees, or even during a dialogue within yourself? Or do you struggle with standing flat-footed regarding your non-negotiables because there is a shaky foundation under you that has you living a life of seeking validation? I feel you if this is you because that was me until God told me to come out of my comfort zone so I can grow in relationship with him and to know who I am at my core. I want you to do the same. So I have a gift for you. The Four Core Pillars is a 16-week online journey to discover your core values, your core needs, your core behaviors, and your core faith. Go to the link in the show notes to enroll now to receive week one, session one as our gift to you to introduce you to the four core pillars and hopefully present the opportunity to introduce you to yourself. This is the Reclaiming Your Voice podcast and I am your host, Vernisa Williams. If you struggle with emotional abuse and rejection, desire to discover God, reclaim your voice and live your core values, you are in the right place. Because in this space, we believe that honoring your needs and discovering your values and core values will begin your journey towards healing and reclaiming your voice. Welcome back. If you've been going through a lot of stuff coming from different areas of your life, your home life, your work life, your personal lives and your relationships, if you have felt like you are being closed in, if you have been separated from people and taking a lot of hits and one moment you feel like you're out the pit, the next minute you feel like you're back in, this episode is for you. We are going to have a biblical example of what I've been going through and what has helped me so much that I want to share this with you as encouragement and a different perspective around how do we respond to the hard times? How do we respond to consistent fights that are going on? How do we respond to things in your life that has been falling off when you're when your back is against the wall? Because that has been my journey since for a couple months now. I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. When your faith is being hit, when your faith is being stretched, when you're, you know, just like, God, are you real? Um, God, why are you allowing things to happen? This will be a hard episode. So let's begin. First Kings 17. I use mainly the NIV and the King James Version, but I'm going to focus on the New Living Translation, the NLT. Elijah tells King Ahab, it says, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kirith Brook, I might be pronouncing these words wrong, near where it enters the Jordan River. 
Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. When we are in situations, we feel like we are the only one. When life is coming at us hard. Now, logically, we know that we're not the only one. We are aware of what's going on in the world. Whether we are a believer or Christian or not, like a lot of things is going on that you can't help but notice. We're the only one experiencing a divorce, but we know divorce is a thing, right? We're the only one going through trauma or abuse. We know that so many people have. But in that moment, we do feel alone and we are the only one. And if you don't have support, if you have family support, if you don't have people around to trust, there's a whole lot of layers. We talk about these layers again. There is a whole lot of layers that many people go through on a daily basis. And that can make you feel alone. That is an open door to demonic activity because we should not be going through anything alone unless, unless the Lord guide us into a place of separation. But in this text, it shows the Lord directed Elijah to go into hiding. The scriptures talk about Jesus went away to be with the Father alone. Okay, it is a difference between the Lord guiding you to be alone with him, away from the crowd, away from the situation, away from where he don't want you to be versus you yourself making a choice to isolate from people because of your experience. So the Lord told Elijah, go to the east and hide by the brook. In the King James, the name of the book is called Kerith. The meaning of it means cutting. After Elijah spoke to the king, the Lord directed him to go hide in a land that's called Cutting. The Lord tells him to drink from the brook that's called Cutting and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. The other thing that stood out to me is the Lord commanded ravens to care for him. I did a quick search about ravens. You may be familiar with ravens. It's the black bird that is kind of ugly. <laughs> when there's dead animals around, the raven will come and eat the flesh of dead animals. Them doing that, they are providing to the ecosystem. That's part of what they were created to do. It helped me be open for the Lord to minister to me. I found several examples in the word. God will guide someone into a place of hiding. He doesn't leave you to yourself. He is bringing you closer to him. The journey to reclaim your voice is to become closer to the Lord. Because that is where the core of your voice is. And a huge part of your voice is his voice. Because his voice is the voice that will help you when you feel like you are being isolated, when you feel like you are alone. One, you are not. Two, there is provision in those seasons when you are feeling alone. No matter where you are, the Lord is with you. No height, no depth, nothing 
can separate you from the love of God. As a believer, as a non-believer, God's love is with you because you didn't earn it. God's love just is. He loves what he created. So whether you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or not, God's love is still waiting for you. Jesus still died for you. He lived a life for you. God brought his son to this earth and flesh so that he could have an intimate human experience for you. He wants us to come closer to him. He is a good father, whether that's to strengthen us, protect us, sit down with us, to heal. When social media gets loud or voices loud and when this, when we're just having a stressful day, we, without being led, can go to the Father and be alone with him, to receive from him, to build up our faith, build our identity, to know who we are at our core, to learn more about the Lord, even when you are alone, you're not. There is provision waiting for you. There is provision waiting for you. Did Elijah know that God is going to bring an ugly bird, <laughs> a mean looking bird, a scary looking bird to bring nourishment to his body? I don't know. But many times the Lord uses what we may see as ugly, what we may see as this ain't right, what we may see this don't make sense. Imagine how love and nurturing can come from something that looks like it shouldn't be delivering anything, that looks like you don't even want it near you or around you. Many times we may miss what the Lord is doing. I have been learning these past months. Provision will not always look like this pretty wrapped up package with a beautiful bow. It's not always going to present itself that way. The Lord isn't going to present it to you that way. Is it the pretty wrapping of the gift you are considering your need? Or is it what is inside of that gift? For Elijah... The ravens brought him food. He drank from a brook called Cutting. I want to also add that when you are in a season where the Lord guides you to be alone with him, it's not going to feel good. It may not feel good to you. And you might also think, oh, well, if you know, I'm going through all this stuff. If the Lord wants to bring me closer to him, it, it should feel a certain way. <laughs> and when I come out from being in his presence, everything is going to be over. It's not always true. I have experienced after praying about a certain situation and maybe like a couple of days after it was over, like that was the end of it. But there are sometimes months will go by and, and you will be in the same situation. The season is not yet over. What do you do when you are in a season you want over? What do you do when you are in a crisis 
and nothing is changing. God must not hear me. God must not love me anymore. See, all this stuff is a lie. What do you do? My first encouragement to you is to accept the raven. Accept the provision God has for you. Do not expect your provision to look like fireworks. Do not expect your provision to look like anything at all. That can block you from seeing the provision that the Lord wants to give you. What's the provision that the Lord saw fit to give me in this season, in this moment, was that good enough for me? Now we're talking about a heart posture. I understand you want this to be over. But can you put your trust in the Lord for him to make the decision of what he sees? what your need is right now. I know your need is for your bills to get paid. I know your need is a job. I know your need may be a health restoration, but what do you do when God sends provision in another way about another thing? The very thing that you have been waiting for the Lord to do. He doesn't yet. In your way. He doesn't in your time. You accept the raven. You accept the provision that the Lord sends you. So yes, scripture shows God will provide for us in a valley, in a place called cutting, in a famine, in a place where confusion all around us. Confusion is not of God. Fear is not of God. These are the moments where you will see even more if the four core pillars will work for you. This is doing the work. Back to the classroom, sitting down, focusing on what you have in front of you. Do the work. Trust that the master teacher is with you. Whether you see him beside you in front of the class, whether it's a room full of people, or you are the only one sitting in a corner away from everybody else because you need extra focus. He is with you. But do you trust that he is there? Will you trust his choice of provision? Will you trust how he wants to reveal himself to you? Will you trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding? But with all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Do you trust him to be your only option? After you tried your best to figure things out, as you try your best to use what you have, will you trust him to do the rest, to fill in the blanks? Do you trust him because he's shown you before in the past that he got you? Why will he not have you now? Do you trust him to strengthen you, to teach you, to expand you how he sees fit? Did you do the work previously so you can use it for the next thing? Verse 5, so Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside the brook east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening. 
and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. So before the brook even dried up, God provided for Elijah. Now, Elijah told the king what was going to happen, but God provided for him before it even happened. He put Elijah in hiding to prepare him for the word that God spoke through him. Whether your provision from the raven is money, is resources, is rest, the Lord wants to teach you and provide for you. Are you willing to accept it and trust that he knows best? Trust that he loves you. Trust that his word is true. Will you accept the raven? I hope this episode encouraged you to go to the Lord in prayer concerning the season that you are in. And I hope that what I have been going through for the past several months reminds you that you are not alone. So on that note, now and after, be well and peace out.